When Lotro was on its way to release, it had to flash a little skin to grab the attention both of the fickle MMO community and the Tolkien fans it so needed to enamor. Though I did not play the game from its start, I did beta test a bit, and I remember very clearly my getting excited over the area that we now know as Falathlorn. There was incredible flyby footage showing off the land's many hills and valleys, litter waterfalls, active elven architecture, and of course, the gorgeous lavender trees. It teetered nicely enough on that pinnacle between the overt fantasy of otherworldly realms and the inherent realism of Middle-earth. In short, it drew me in. And rightly so. Falathlorn is among those unforgettable areas that makes a traveler smile with familiarity each time he visits there. But what was Falathlorn if it was not actually in the Lord of the Rings? Where in Middle-earth is this place, and what is it supposed to be? Let's climb those beautiful slopes and see just how elvish this spot of elvendom is. It's Falathlorn, and you are listening to Beneath Your Feet. Gil-galad was an elven king, of him the harpers sadly sing, the last whose realm was fair and free between the mountains and the sea. Long ago, but not too long ago, Gil-galad founded his kingdom in Linden, between the Blue Mountains and the Great Sea around the Gulf of Loon. After Beleriand was destroyed in the First Age, he created this kingdom as a refuge for the Noldor, of whom he was descended, albeit of mixed blood, and many of those high elves came to him and founded harbors that could sail westward to the Undying Lands. Falathlorn would have been included in this late kingdom, even though it is a bit farther up the River Loon, and it has retained its harbor there in Kelendim. It's the realm and the foothills of the Ered Luin, where all new elf players begin their journey into Middle-earth, but it's also a place where it could end, for all elf kind hear the waves speak and beckon them beyond to Valinor, far away from the trials of Middle-earth. The call of the sea is apparent even here. Not unlike Rivendell or Lothlorien, where there are indeed lords, ladies, and other authorities, Falathlorn seems to be a place where that authority, this time Círdan, is accepted but does not need to be enforced. These places are not true kingdoms, but havens for the remaining elves as they tarry in Middle-earth. The elves and sailors of Kelendim live their lives in peace and exist for the aid and betterment of all weary travelers who come their way. For Gilgalad is no longer king here. The last true elven king of Eriador was slain, famously, at the end of the Siege of Mordor where he joined forces with Elendil, king of Gondor, to destroy Sauron. His realm was roused during the first war between Sauron and the elves, after the Dark Lord first crafted the One Ring and swept over Eriador. In that campaign, the great elf realm of Eregion was destroyed, and no doubt that stirred up old Gilgalad, for many of his people had gone with Celebrimbor to that place where Bling was king. After that bit of trouble, the Dark Lord was subdued by Numenor, but like all good bad guys, of course, Sauron came back, and the last alliance of elves and men was formed, and the siege I just mentioned occurred. After Gilgalad succumbed to his wounds, Elrond, his squire and heir, refused to take up the mantle of Elven King, and Linden remained leaderless. 
And so today, during the timeline of the Lord of the Rings, the various harbors remain united in purpose, to serve as a passing place for those weary of the world and ready to return to Elvenholm, the Undying Lands, realm of the gods and eternal bliss. Rightfully, this place is beautiful. The River Loon passes by peacefully, and the waterfalls streaming down from the mountains rush gracefully to feed it. From the lowlands of Kelundim downstream, we are directed northwards along the river into beautiful hills crested with purple-blooming trees tended by the elves. Is it simply the good soil of the river valley that makes everything so green and lively, or is it the waning magic of the elves? West off the pass is Limael's Vineyard, a once-thriving elven grove overrun with orcs. It is interesting to think of the elves cultivating and pressing their own wine. Despite Legolas's famous drinking scene in the films, elves don't seem to think much of ale. We see Thranduil's jailer drinking plenty of good wine in The Hobbit, and Legolas, when he joins Merry and Pippin in despoiling the stores of Isengard, chooses the wine for his pleasure. Limael's vineyard is a reminder of these things. Further north, one comes to Duiland. Not a harbor, but a slightly larger settlement of elves than Kelandim from which we came. Even this bespeaks what we like to call magic, that is, art without limitations. The spires and porches seem inexplicably placed, ready to tip over at any moment, but still hanging on securely to their perches over the river. It's an interesting design choice. When we see dwarven architecture, it is, of course, very sturdy and rectangular. The architecture of men, in Breed, Dunland, and Rohan, is very practical and realistic looking. The elves, however, in contrast, are given like a surreal Romanesque look to keep us aware of the majesty of the elder folk. Falathlorn is both a beginning and an end. Nenhilith, Themgelair, and the towers of Dalringwest are as close as we, the players, can get to the sea, and thusly Valinor and the afterlife. And yet, it is a starter area for new players. The game map points out that one day we may return this way to go to the Grey Havens, but for now, we're just left to the whispers of the sea. This has been episode 19 of the Beneath Your Feet podcast. Please send any questions, comments, anything you'd like seen on the show to shipwreck at lotrobeneathyourfeet.com. For more information on Falathlorn and links to this episode's music, check the show notes on my blog at lotrobeneathyourfeet.com. From there, you can view old screenshots and episodes, follow on Facebook or Google+, and subscribe on iTunes. Keep listening, because we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of Beneath Your Feet, and there may be a few surprises in the store. My name is Shipwreck, and we'll see you next time when we go Beneath Your Feet.